All right, hello, good evening. It's still it's still the evening. Uh, Kelvin Rozier and Brian Fulford here, um, live from Raymond James Stadium in the media press box and uh, the ONG Strike Zone here, fully committed to uh, bringing you uh, up, to, up to the minute, up to the hour coverage of Florida A&M University Athletics. And uh, following a tough loss tonight, as our Rattlers go down 38 to 24 to uh, the South USF Bulls tonight, and uh, still up here in the in the press box, still working. A few people still up here. Uh, we'll try to bring on Keith Hadley, who's still up here working things up podcast. Uh, GT3 still working on his story for the Tallahassee Democrat. Uh, just finished our post game presser with uh, Coach Simmons and Jeremy Musa. So we'll uh, kind of rehash a little bit of that and make sure to post post that as well. Um, well, uh, Kelvin, uh, you know we got to do. It's been a long time since the Rattlers have have lost a game. Um, what's your uh, what's your instant reaction from uh, this contest tonight? We knew that this was a winnable game, but we had to play a clean game, and we weren't able to do that. We get off to a fast start. We score first, which was a great sign, um, but we weren't able to sustain that long enough in order to pull off the uh, upset. But the effort, I have to give the team, you know, the, the effort was there. Uh, just the execution was was fell a little short. I mean, five turnovers and um, some, some missed opportunities. And then the defense – Really played well, had five sacks, but they gave up the big plays. And those, a lot of those big plays happened on third and fourth down. So, uh, great effort. And, um, you know, we represented ourselves well. Um, you know, the stats, looking at the stats, you know, um, we held them 8 of 19. I think Coach Simmons mentioned that on, on third down defensively. I think we out, yeah, we out. Yarded them, yeah, three ninety. Yeah, we outgained them definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, game outgained them, man. and we had time of possession. Surprisingly, I think that's going to be the other thing people talk about, other than um, the turnovers, is a uh, lack of running, particularly in the first and uh, second quarter. Yeah, um, fam, you uh, give a shout out real quick. Uh, we see some people still up here, Kenya. We appreciate you. Uh, definitely was a tough one. Uh, Tony checking in. Uh, what up, boy? Yes, sir. Uh, Ashton Harris jumping in. Uh, we will rebound. We'll come back home. Um, quick update on the injury front. You're wondering, I'm sure you're probably most likely curious about the injury to Cardell Thomas, who we saw leave out on a cart. Uh, nothing. We'll put it like this. We asked the question in post game, <laughs> Didn't get an actual response. But, but we did see him. We did see him, and he, he did have a, a soft, cast. soft cast on his on his foot on his on a right uh, right ankle. So I mean, we'll kind of wait to hear uh, more information from the uh, from the university and and uh, Coach Simmons regarding regarding that. Just to sort of uh, recap some of the scoring, uh, great start. To the ball game, you know, fam, you got off to a start uh, receiving the ball first, uh, scored six plays, seventy-eight 
yard drive in two minutes and 37 seconds. And um, Terrell Jennings capped it off with a one-yard rush. And uh, then we kind of – and then it kind of went – you know, USF came right back and answered – on their opening possession with an eight play 93 yard drive in 216 on a uh on a touchdown pass from uh from Byron Brown to uh Caffrey Brown. Uh and and then probably one of the seminal moments of the game on the ensuing kickoff. Um Ball kick to Marcus Riley. Not sure. You know, it, it, it was one of those situations where I think he was trying to make a play. And unfortunately, before he landed, because obviously the ground can't cause that, but on his way down, the ball knocked out, and it ended up being a fumble. And USF got the ball on their own 17-yard line, and – um it actually took them, you know, it's interesting. It took them seven plays to score, but they did end up scoring in a minute 54 and jumped out to a 14-7 lead. And, you know, we we never got any closer. Than, oh, we got closer. We got as close as three late in the second quarter. Terrell Jennings on his second touchdown of the contest in the second quarter. We cut it to 14-17. But then uh, USF went on an 11-play, 92-yard drive, which – Kevin, when we talk about the sort of the back-breaking drives of this ball game, that felt like one of them. We had him backed up under a great punt, by the way, by Trey Wilhoyt. I mean, if he's not SWAC special teams player of the week, uh, you know, I'll be looking around to see what else everybody else did. But beautiful punt, pinned him down to the eight-yard line, and then a couple, what- couple of penalties, and and um, coach alluded to it. Tempo. So the defense did a really good job putting pressure. They dominated line of scrimmage. But with that tempo, sometimes coverage got uh got got confused. So there was some 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 moments where guys ran free uh because of the pace that they were going. And so I think about 30 yards of that particular drive was penalties. And then they, you know, I think that was a third or fourth down when they, when they actually scored. Um, where the, you know the coverage, we actually had good coverage, and and for whatever reason, the the DB I must have saw something. He slipped. Uh, he hesitated and he, he slipped. He went down. The guy was wide open. So and and that was. But we came right back and drove down and was in the position to score. And, th- and then another fumble uh, right before the half. Yeah, that uh, that fumble at the end of the half was tough because that. That drive that we were on, um, let me see if they. If and it was they, a beautiful. It was. It, it was, was a good drive because it, it was Musa's best drive of the day. By far. we started, we started that drive. I had the stats pulled up. I think we started that drive with uh, forty-eight seconds left. But looking at these stats here, uh, we started forty-eight seconds left from uh, from pretty much our own. Uh, well, we, I don't know if we started, we didn't necessarily start from the seven. We started about the 25, didn't we? If I recall, but, uh, the drive spot ended trying to look at where to drive. Yeah. On our own 25 yard line. So with 48 seconds left on our own 25 yard line, we go five plays, 68 yards, 
in 43 seconds, get down to the seven with the completion to uh, to Riley and another 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 mistake, another fumble, ball security. What coach was talking about, um, and uh, and that's I mean, imagine what that momentum shift could have been like if we go into the locker room Within down three or six. I would yeah. yeah, I would have even taken a field goal there. Yeah, right, you know, right. at some points on the board on a nice drive mm-hmm. with forty eight seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then um, third quarter coming out of the half, uh, we get a field goal uh, from uh, Gillis. Uh, to again cut the t- deficit to a touchdown. Then USF comes back and answered with 22 seconds left um, on a 13-yard rush by the quarterback. Uh, I believe that's the that's where he scrambled and kind of gave the the little hezzy to mm-hmm. Isaiah and uh, got by him. They go back up 31 to 17. Uh, FAMU comes back and answered in the fourth quarter with 10.04 remaining on a 45-yard pass play from Musa to Dean. And we're back to within a touchdown again. Feeling excited. Hey, hey give me give me my flowers. Yeah, I, look, Kelvin <laughs> up here in the box was calling for that wheel route that, that Dean scored on. He was calling for that about the second quarter. He was calling for that about the second quarter. Um and 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 tell him why tell him why you were calling for that play. Because I noticed that when so on first down there was always uh run blitzing because they wanted to take away the run. And so they would always on second and third downs, well, a lot of the times, they would sit those safeties in the two deep on a hash. So the way they were playing, they weren't looking for the uh the second half from the hash out. It was an open area that you could attack. And so we were running those uh our our split ends, you know, on those end routes, which occupied that safety. There was nobody out there. The linebackers weren't there because they were they were blitzing a lot also. So there was nobody outside to uh pick up the back on that wheel route. So it was just it was just a area of the field that was noticeably uh able to attack if you schemed it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course uh the 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 play that sort of sealed the game for USF, they go with the uh the the toss back to the wide receiver. And he hits connects on a 31 yard pass play uh, for a touchdown. Uh, no, no, that was that was a uh, no. Which drive was that in? I don't think that was that was in the fourth quarter. That was in the fourth quarter. The uh, the uh, wide receiver, the wide receiver toss. But that was I don't think it actually resulted in a touchdown. But it was uh, it was still a it was a, a mighty big play. You talking about uh you ain't talking about the one where they uh right before the half, are you? No, no. I, I thought that was in the second half where that wide receiver um the the toss back to the wide receiver, um, which ended up being a big play. We caught our, one of our guys oh, slipped yeah. down. That yeah. that was in the fourth quarter. But there was a moment even in that contest where USF had to change the quarterbacks. And our defense, I mean, talk about the defense for a second, because I think the defense did a great job uh, in, in various, I mean, tough pressure. I mean, look, they, USF ran 81 plays a week ago. They ran 95 plays. I mean, this team is, is running, you know, a rocket ship 
And, and, you know, so uh, kudos to them for, for what they do. They really put the pressure on, on you defensively and it caught us. It caught that first drive where USF scored on us. We weren't, we weren't ready. In my opinion, I, I, you know, it just didn't look like we were, we were ready or in the right position to, to make the plays that we needed to make, but uh, they really pressed the tempo. I noted on the play clock, they were getting plays off within eight to 14 seconds. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. But they were getting the plays off that fast. Well, from a defense standpoint, we had five turnovers um, uh, that that gave them extra possessions, and then we also had five sacks on the defensive side. We also was dealing with over 100 yards of penalties mm, yeah. for the game. So, in my opinion. The defense, given all of that, the pace of the, that which they play offense and and they athletic quarterback speed, um, five extra possessions. I thought they they played really well. I mean, they kept us in the game because those first three turnovers, they only gave up three points. They didn't score off those turnovers. So um, the only issue that really the defense had today was the big play. Mm-hmm. We did. We did give up the big play. We could never get that one. St- well, we got them sometimes. Then, then I, you know, the refs was was giving a little friendly uh, extra possessions here and there. So, um, but I, I thought the defense played really, really well. I really did. Yeah, both both in terms of penalties, both teams were uh, probably had way more penalties than both coaching staffs would like. Uh, USF had fourteen penalties. 414 yards. Fam had 12 penalties for 115 yards. And I think on both sides, there were costly, there were penalties at, at costly moments, drive killers. There were a couple of unsportsmanlike by USF, which hurt them, helped us. And then there were the penalties that we made, which hurt us, helped them. And, and, and at the end of the day, when you look at a game that, you know, the yardage, total offense, we ran, 72 plays for 393 yards. They ran 81 plays for 360. The one stat that you will go back and circle is five turnovers. Yes. You cannot beat – look, it's a challenge for FCS teams to beat FBS teams yes. as it is. Yes. And the two, the two teams today that HBCU Nation will be looking at is they will look at Morgan State. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if you saw the way Morgan State lost, you would be like, oh, with, my with God. With eight seconds left and the ball. Yeah, All they got to do is take a knee, but they decided to try to run a, 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 a run RPO at that. They were going outside, and the guy got stripped with 58 seconds left. Scoop and score. Touchdown. Lose, lose the ball game. Yeah. And and then we had five, five to zero. It wasn't, I mean, we didn't even get – I mean, I think – I mean, they were, let me see. Did they even fumble at all? There were no fumbles lost by USF, no fumbles lost. And I don't know if we ever got any opportunities to get an interception. I, there was, there wasn't anything that like caught our hands that yeah, we right. dropped. Yes. No. Where, maybe. Where, where, whereas a, as, as another person who may join the show later, join the show later said uh, that quarterback wasn't the most accurate. So it was tough for anybody to kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, hey, st- statistically, the man still threw three touchdown passes. Yeah. Uh, Great, you know, hey. and, he, and he's going to be a really good. He's a redshirt freshman, man. 
he's gonna you can see potential there's there's positives yeah. there's a lot of positives yeah. and 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 usf will be uh better down the road appreciate you joseph c for coming in and uh a usf guy making note there famu's run d was pretty tough yes it was yeah uh tony yeah um you know refs are gonna miss calls ref missed the hold one big play in the first half that led to some points yes indeed so i mean that's gonna that's gonna run um the big storyline i think that a lot of it, well, it's actually going to be three. Three? Okay, I'm going to go with the first one, which go is going to be the, the run plays, yes. the running plays. Absolutely. Um, or lack thereof in the first or half. Or lack thereof in the first. I don't yeah, I don't know what the first half numbers were, but I did, I did tweet out in the first quarter, we had 11 passes to four rushes. That was the first quarter pass-run ratio, right? And, you know, totally in the game, uh, if I go to – Rushing, we had 29 rushes. We threw the ball 43 times. Now, you know, Coach Simmons in the post game said that a lot of that was, you know, USF stacking the box, you know, um, which they did. I mean, the, uh, you, you know, we heard from a couple of media guys from USF who cover USF make note that they were really impressed with the way FAMU ran the ball the previous week against Jackson State, and they felt like that was how to stop us that was how to make it difficult for us which is kind of interesting given you know what we've talked about and having all of our these passing weapons and you saw today i mean how many different receivers did jeremy throw to 10 different receivers hit 10 different guys you know um now one thing that usf was doing that were was uh there was on first down there was they run blitz every pretty much every series uh, so they wanted to put us in second and long, third and long. And so they were committed to that. Now, even with that, though, I thought uh, when we did decide to run, a few times we did decide to run, we were still effective. And they were they, they were very fast and athletic, but they weren't very big. So I, I thought there was some opportunities if we put in a two tight end set. Uh, well, we could, it didn't matter if they put eight men in the box. If we put those two tight ends, and we did it once or twice early, but yeah, if you put those two tight ends um, in and, and and run the ball, it doesn't matter if they have eight men on <laughs> in the box or not, especially at their size. So that's one adjustment I would have liked to see uh, us. But the, the, the whole game plan was, to, frank, frankly, to take away the run and, and make our quarterback and receivers beat us, and we just made a few too many mistakes. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. Um, I don't. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a a strategy that we'll see many teams use, but I mean, maybe, you know, and and that's where, you know, I've kind of heard now for the second consecutive week, you've heard uh, Jeremy in the post post game kind of talk about, you know, his his self reflection on his performance, and so, um, I got a feeling opponents, and I don't know if it'll be West Florida or if it'll be. Uh, who's after that? Alabama State, mm-hmm. or if it'll be Alabama State afterwards, who also has a good D. Tough loss for Alabama State. <laughs> um, Miles College, yeah, Miles College. Shout Rival. out, shout out to Dexter. Uh, shout out to Dexter Martin on that one. <laughs> um, but in in two weeks, when we play Alabama State, are they going to force Jeremy Musa to beat? It? I mean, that's where. I mean, I hate to say it, he's the swack offensive player of the year, but I think we're moving to that point where. Uh, and we'll know it for sure 
against West Florida. Are you looking at me? Kind of okay. I just yeah. I looked over and you like, mm. but that that's what's gonna happen. I mean, teams are gonna force Jeremy Musa to beat uh to beat to beat them. The the the, the play a clean game. To play a clean game. That, and yeah, yeah that, that's I mean, really that, that's really that's really goal. what we're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um was there a third point that you wanted to make up? Because I brought up the running, you brought up the second one, the run blaze. Was there a third one that you were gonna mention? Another key, or did it, you already get it, to it? it? No, it was, but I forgot what it was. Okay, what it, it, it'll, it'll come to you shortly. <laughs> uh, just to give a, a final numbers here on Musa, he was 24 43, 374 yards passing, one touchdown, three interceptions. He was sacked four times in the contest, rushing the ball. Um in terms of yardage, uh, Jaquez Yant rushed eight times for a net 22. His longest run was nine yards. Terrell Jennings rushed 11 times. His net was 11. He actually had a five-yard loss in there as well. You had Jamari H. Reed with a run of four yards. Kelvin Dean, only two rushes for two net yards. Um, Marcus Riley, one rush for a negative two yards. And, of course, Musa on six uh, six uh, six rushes attempts, and I don't know if these are all sacks or rushes. Um, Combination. Yeah, he had a, a total loss of 27 yards, so minus 18. So in total, whew, this was ugly. I hate to even say this as I look at it. FAMU, 29 rushes, uh, gained 55 yards, lost 36, net of 19 yards, that's an average of 0.7. Yikes. Two touchdowns. That's brutal. Um, receiving, as mentioned, 10 different Rattlers uh, caught a ball. Uh, leading the way was Nicholas Dixon, six catches, 98 yards. Uh, Jamari Sharid was targeted 11 times. That's a team high. He finished with just four catches and 43 yards. Marcus Riley had five targets, five catches, 76 yards. Um, and then you had a host of other guys that caught uh, some, you know, yards. There was only, uh, you know, Dixon, Darian Oxenine had a catch of 27 yards after the Kelvin Dean 26. Obviously, he had the 45-yard the play, uh, which led the way. Punting-wise, uh, Trey Wilhoyt, four punts for an average of 40 yards. His long was 48. That was the one that got pinned at the eight-yard line. Returns, not much. I said uh, we had the one negative in the return game, but we that was another thing that probably USF was really adamant about. They weren't going to give us opportunities. They didn't give Kelvin Dean. They didn't give Marcus Riley um, or Jamari Sharid uh, opportunities to uh, to return anything uh, back. Uh, and 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 so those are some of those uh, those are some of those stats for famu so so the other takeaway the third thing i was uh, and we kind of mentioned it was was the turnovers and and, and just the Q, qb overall play you know 300 some 70 whatever it was yards there's a lot of yardage but it was a lot of attempts too i mean it was over 40 plus attempts and um and, and less than 50 percent well less than 55 percent right around 50 what 53 percent completion percentage so we we hadn't hit that system mark, and that was one of the areas of growth we were hoping to see. And and frankly, there was a moment in this game I thought there was an opportunity um, where we might might have could have considered sitting Jeremy down 
for a series. Let them watch the game and and you know get one of the the, the backup and the opportunity. But that didn't happen. But uh, I'm starting to think that we're probably gonna have to do that um sooner than later. I think competition is a good thing. Plus, we need to give guys some experience anyway. Well, uh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, take there. Um, let me let me go to this question here because uh, uh, Nehemiah uh, Jefferson asked it. it. Had to do asking about why FAMU wasn't kicking into the end zone. Um, didn't feel like it was smart giving them a short field. I actually, Sorry. yeah, I actually think I actually disagree because yeah. there was uh, what quarter was it? Was it the first, first quarter, quarter when they returned that kick and they caught our coverage? Um, in a bad spot. They, um, South Florida is a very fast team. Mm-hmm. They they have some really good athletes. So, uh, I think we were concerned about kicking into them and them returning it. And, and I can tell you, that was my concern seeing it too, to be honest. So, uh, uh, they decide, hey, we'll just give them the ball at the thirty. I was fine with that. Our defense was playing pretty well, and 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 so forth. And we're getting a lot of pressure on them. We were controlling the, the, the line of scrimmage actually from a defensive standpoint. So so I, I I thought it was a good good strategy. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to find where that happened in which quarter that return happened. Was it in the early second quarter? Um it was in the first half. Let's just say it that. was in the first <laughs> half. Yeah. Um because we didn't start off doing it. No, no, we didn't start off doing that. And then I, I think they 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 caught us and almost that, that thing almost could have been returned for a touchdown. I think there was a penalty on yeah. the return. There was a penalty on the return, but after that, it was like it was like, yeah, let's let's not let's let's kind of pooch it high or squib kick it and see if one of these mid 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 level guys gets it and and uh you know obviously with the rules if it's anywhere from the 25 to the to the end zone, you could just fair catch it and it'll come out to the 25. And a couple of times we just kicked it off to the 30. And I think that was the point where I thought our defense was playing well. So I was okay with with us doing that because our defense was playing well. You know, and, and I didn't I I would rather I would rather give them a short field, especially if they were gonna blitz us with and and, and complete some plays. But I, but I think that was a, a decision based on a our special teams coverage and b the way our defense was playing. So speaking of uh, special teams, I we made some adjustments um, on our uh, field goal kicking extra point team, and I noticed that they did angle them a little more toward the line and they closed that gap. And uh, we got we got we were, we were perfect on field on uh, extra point. So right. Um, all right, another another question here coming up as uh, Tony dropped this one. Any concerns going into next week's West Florida game? Uh, as you, as West Florida has only allowed two field goals in two games, yikes! Uh, and scored thirty five in each contest. And of course, you bring up the fact that Division Two Miles beat Alabama State. We're not Alabama State. This Bradley team is legit. That our line of scrimmage and our and our depth and our speed. I do expect a competitive game early, to be honest with you. Um, because West Florida is not going to be scared of us. They have Florida athletes too. Um, they have good coaching. So 
I'm not. It's not. I asked. I actually asked Coach. Uh, I, the last question about transitioning from this game to make sure we stay focused and and be ready for the um, playing a Division two school. And you know, he said all the, all the right things. As you know, the coach's speech about. And he has he has a bunch of leaders. I I believe in his team's talent. And, and like I said, we have forty two seniors, redshirt seniors, grads. Grad, grad students so uh it shouldn't be an issue and um we're in brag so i mean if we the team we say we are and the way we've looked quite frankly the last two weeks then at the end of the day by the fourth quarter we should be pulling away from west florida uh i'll say this i think miles beating alabama state best thing that could happen for us in terms of make waking your team up keeping them alert say hey guys uh, Division twos knocked off teams in week one. Uh, Bowie State did it. Uh, who else? There was another CIAA team that did it. Um, oh, last week, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Delaware State got beat, right? And and then, uh, Del- yeah, Bowie beat Delaware State. There was somebody else, Division two, that knocked off uh, Virginia State. Virginia State knocked off Norfolk. Then you had Miles knocking off Alabama State. So, th- look, hey, fellas, don't take these dudes from West Florida for granted. And you know, those stats you just brought up, Tony. Um, I mean, if 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 our team is is relaxing at all because it's a Division two opponent coming in to brag for the home opener, we will get we will get disappointed. Uh, we will have to deal we will have to deal with that for real. Um, you know, so I expect. I hope we're sharp. I I would like to think that you know the coaching staff will use the last two weeks as great examples that hey guys. There's not much difference between Division Two and Division One, especially not, not, not the upper level. And got remember, this is a ranked team. Yeah, uh, they yeah. started off, uh, I think, number seven, and they probably going to be higher than that coming into this game. So, mm-hmm. yes, this is a ranked Division Two team. And, so they're good enough to beat us now. And if you and if you give a team <laughs> if you give a team five turnovers, yeah. hey, you give the ball five teams to a team like West Florida, yeah, yeah, upset alert. Watch out. Um, you know, so uh, let's see a couple other questions here. Um, a lot of people, a lot of you guys talking about the penalties and turnovers. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we understand that, that. was the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenya doesn't understand why we weren't in the two minute offense when we got the ball with seven minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it up here too. I, I, I yeah, we, that this, that's when we start running the ball. Yeah. I, look, I, I first go to no runs. I don't know. When I, we needed to pass the ball, we run it. Uh, okay. All right. I, I will say this. For, I will say this for those who, who those who care. FAMU uh, covered the twenty point spread uh, once again. Coach Simmons and FAMU does what we do. We cover. We cover, baby. That's what FAMU does. Covering machine. Uh, so I just put that out there. Um, let's see. FAMU should uh, beat West Florida by four touchdowns minimum. Well. Okay, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not holding my breath. I mean, it. it I understand I'm what you're saying. My, what, if, what do if, we do if, against? If, if we play up against to high potential, then that's not unreasonable. But it's easier said than done. Mm, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. they got some hearings and Joes too, yeah. and um, they're well coached team, so it's not easy. Yeah, they to put it this way, it ain't gonna happen because we got fam you on our chest. That's for sure. We're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to hurt it. <laughs> you know, Nehemiah, uh, we, we, we saw the, uh, AD, AD Sykes. If you had, if you had sit this question in maybe about 
an hour ago, I could ask this question. But, uh, you know, I think you'll have to send uh, Tiffany Tiffany Dawn Sykes an email or, or a tweet uh, and, and ask her. I could have helped you out with that one. I don't know where the investing in champions packages are. Any comments? Any thoughts, Kelvin? You know where they are? Uh, well, my understanding was that um, they sent them electronically uh, through your Ticketmaster Ticketmaster account. You should have got a notification email. So check check your spam email if you didn't get it. Uh, for they have hard printed tickets. I think it was charging twenty dollars or something. So you have 20. to request the hard printed tickets, but it should come through your email. Mm-hmm. And they already been sent. Uh, Keith, you wanna you wanna jump in here real quick before we shut this down? Wanna wanna jump in with any with uh with any with any thoughts? I give you a chance to get get turned around. We'll hear from Keith. Uh, love Keith. Oh man, Keith, Keith, boy, he keeps the <laughs> the um keeps the press, press box, press box lively. lively for sure. <laughs> Let me know when you're. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, when you're, I almost choked you. When you're all hooked up, Keith, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in. Uh, uh, you, you, hey, Rally Nation, you know how y'all are in the stands when y'all coaching the team. <laughs> That's Keith. Let's keep in the box. In the box. In the box. We just gonna keep a next. Hey, next game, I'm just gonna keep a camera on Keith. <laughs> all right, Keith. Uh, your your thoughts. Uh, give, give give your give your three points. Your three points. Uh, three point plays about about tonight's game. Oh man, three points would definitely be one turnovers. Uh, we, we said that turnovers is the difference, and it's really part of the reason we lost. Then not utilizing the run game. It was something that we said on both of our shows that if Fami does not establish the run game, you're not going to win. And obviously, when Fami did run, we saw some success early on in the drives. And then the other thing that. I would also say about this game, my third takeaway was lack of in, in, lack of ingenuity. We saw that sometimes, especially on offense, where we ran a lot of the same formations that didn't work at the end of the last game, but also defensively. One of the things Kelvin was pointing out, and I, I said it myself, was about the zone defense. Like As much as I, I dashed us a lot of times for running the zone defense, this is actually the game where you needed to run a zone defense and you needed yeah. to have a spy. And we, we had a spy early in the game, but it was the wrong person. We, we had a linebacker to spy, and I definitely stated, hey, you should probably put a safety or a corner at the spy so they can keep up with the quarterback because he was he's 6'2". He's tall, he's linky, and as Kevin pointed out, he's not accurate. He has footwork problems. He may develop into somebody, but if you're going to look for a modern comparison, look about 80 miles down the road or across I-4 and look at John Rice Plumley, and you're going to see a quarterback who had to learn to develop that accuracy and that's one of the things we saw all night because when Fanny yeah. forced him to throw the ball, we were able to have some success. But we we needed to make him one dimensional, and we didn't. Yeah, just the same way they made us one dimensional, and and crazy as as inaccurate as he was at times, the fact that we could not get an interception at all, not even off a deflection, could we get an interception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so as we as we get ready to move into next week uh, or next week's game, on to on to West Florida, as uh, as we like to say, we were talking about this, and I and I'll kind of wrap up as we're doing is the expected crowd at Bragg. 
you know, um, and, and we and I talk about this because I was looking at the attendance numbers of Alabama State, Alabama State, who in the opening game of the season had a sellout, almost 21, 22,000 there for their game against Southern this weekend. They only had nine thousand for their game against Miles, an in-state eh, rival, maybe yeah. in-state. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, and so it brings me to wondering. FAMU opening the season at home. It's West Florida. What kind of numbers? We were throwing around some numbers here. And and a what first off, the capacity of Bragg is officially what, Kelvin? I think they officially they say it's uh twenty one five now. Twenty one five. All right. So if we're if we're let's say twenty one, just uh just in case, you know, there's might we be lost, we lost we lost thousand seats with the uh yeah. With the renovations and maybe about 500 have a, a obstructive view somewhere. Mm-hmm. So let's just say 2100. Okay. 2100 is the mark. I'll start with you, uh, uh, Keith. What, what do you, you expect? What, what's, what's your, your line? line? What's your number that you are looking for for the attendance at uh, Bragg to open the season? I'm, I'm going to go about 14,000. Uh, I don't anticipate West Florida bringing a lot of fans. Like part of the thing you said that was, it was Southern. Like Southern fans traditionally travel pretty well. You, and you see where this week they have a sellout at home, but you're also going to look and see that West Florida fans probably aren't going to travel. This is their first time playing at FAMU. That's a three-hour ride. And let's be honest, nobody wants to make the trip from Pensacola to Tallahassee. It sucks. Nothing but pine trees and you don't even get to see the ocean. So It's a long ride. It's it a is. Long ride. Like, it's just like God forgot you while you're driving. And it, so I'm going to say about 14000 at the max. Kelvin, what's your what's your line on the attendance? You know, I I struggle, and we talked about some of the reason why I, why I'm struggling with this. Um, it's the first game we we naming the field after Ken Riley, so traditionally the first games are close to nineteen twenty thousand, right? Mm-hmm. But we 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 used to playing uh, HBCU number one. Usually, it's a regional rivalry, and um and so. We don't ever really have any history with this team. Then I know there's some, there's been some chatter about you know the uh, ticket structure and pricing changes and so forth. I think there's a little uncertainty uncertainty about what the game ops going operations going to look like on game day. So um, it, you know we'll see what the weather's like. I'm a, I'm gonna split the difference, right? So typically we, we look at nineteen twenty thousand. First game, um, you saying what? Fourteen? I, I'll say, let's say sixteen nine, right? Close to seventeen, right so now. I, I'm I'm gonna go fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the line is fifteen. My numbers have been all off all year. Remember, I'm the guy who I thought there was gonna be forty something at uh, South Florida uh, last week. Uh, there was actually thirty six thousand here in attendance uh, for this contest. A uh, good crowd for. Uh, you know usf uh what what's that new stadium that they're trying to build going to be 40 yeah so i mean hey they get 36 and next week they got alabama coming in town this place will be sold out because uh and and alabama just lost so they'll be itching to get down here uh into some nice weather and uh and play so it'll be a packed house in uh raymond james uh next week uh, but um, Alabama I, lost at home too. They, they lost at home. Exactly, it's rare. That's a. I think the last time yeah. I recall. Well, no, they lost. Uh, they lost two. Think last season. Huh? 
Did it move to Was that LSU? No. Was the LSU game there? Was the LSU game there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like it's been a while since USF uh, – or not USF, but Alabama lost. But, anyway, I'm setting the line at Bragg at 15. So, hopefully more show up. I'd love it if 19 show up. Yeah, so, Rally Nation, let's go ahead and uh, make sure we're in the place. And we support the team. We got a great team. We got a really, really, really strong team here. And uh, I think we can run the table and we'll run the table. And let's, let's leave no doubt. And the Marching 100 will be there. They did tweet that out to say they will be there next week. No comment. <laughs> I, 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 look, I just had to mention it because they tweeted it. I, I thought it should be well-known and established. The 100 will be there next week. So we missed them here in Tampa. They'll be there next week. In the store. You didn't have to ask the AD about that one this time. All right. See, there, there it is. Time to go. Um, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here, out of the press box, uh, uh, make our way back to where we're going. Uh, thank you to everybody for checking in. Yeah. Uh, I know it was kind of late. but oh, uh, shout out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, whoa. We had a few shout outs. What was my man? Oh, uh, man. Uh, 1974. 74. 74. 100. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Dirty Dozen. I think yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, flag Corps. Flag Corps. And I'm, I'm, oh, That's man. Forget, forget. Yeah. I know. I should have wrote. I, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Uh, well, we got the pictures. We got the pictures. We got the pictures. We'll post the pictures. Yeah, yeah. We'll post the pictures a little bit later. Um, but yeah, thanks to. Uh, and sorry we didn't get a chance to uh, to do the pregame with uh, uh, with the, with uh, the FAMU uh, Tampa McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with them another time. Uh, good friend Floyd Hill did hook us up though. By the time we got to the to the site, so um, shout out to Floyd. Uh, for for uh, taking care of us, and uh, that's gonna do it for this. Uh, thank you guys. Hope you, you know, hope we gave you a little something and a lot of positive. It's a new day. It's Sunday, and we're on to West Florida. We're at Bragg on Saturday. 6 p.m. is the kickoff, and uh, if you get a chance tomorrow, or I should say Sunday afternoon, Sunday make sure to tune in to that women's volleyball match, which I believe will be streamed on Rattlers Plus. So it'll be an opportunity to watch our. Our uh, volleyball, our volleyball team. Let's volleyball see if we can, we can finish, finish off this off tournament, tournament weekend with a win. We're kind of one and one, one right one. now. So we'll see if we can finish, finish off with a win. Uh, safe. Tough. Yeah, tough. yeah, yeah. Tough. Definitely tough. Safe, safe travels, travels to anybody who's heading back to Tallahassee or when you head back to Tallahassee or wherever you're going throughout the state of Florida. Be safe. Uh, again, final score uh, FAMU 24, USF 38. Uh, and uh, Rattlers are now one and one on the year. And we get ready for West Florida on Saturday. Uh, thanks again to uh, everybody here at uh, Raymond James Stadium. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, Josh Padilla and everybody with the uh, uh, communications for the post game opportunity. Uh, shout out to Keith. Appreciate Keith for helping yeah. get a brother over here and uh, to this guy, <laughs> Kelvin. And uh, we look forward to uh, being on the show Wednesday night. And uh, we'll we'll get ready for West Florida. Maybe uh, we'll have a few guests on as well. And uh, we'll also be looking forward to talking to you. So, bangs up, Rattler Nation. Be strong. Be safe. Peace out.
God bless everybody. Good night.